and I think another another big thing for sure was that, and this this mainly has to do with me, but I mean, I you know was a very argumentative te- uh, teenager, and uh, I had this idea about uh, about the right way that things should be done. Um, and I, you know, that part of the, uh, you know, person or part of the, the part of me that wanted to be a lawyer, um, sort of felt like it was my role to convince everyone of that way. Um, and you know, the, the older I get and the more that I like, you know, talk to people and, and, you know, do business ventures, I just, I just realized that like, you know, there isn't really one right way. And also it doesn't matter whether or not someone agrees with me or disagrees with me, right. You know, their point's still valid and it's not really my job to convince them of mine. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Thank you so much for joining me on the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Um, I have a special treat with for you this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you're tuning in. I've got a young leader by the name of Kyle Pavlich. So uh, he um, is in his third year in our program, was a top operator uh, his first year. Second year, he broke our all-time window cleaning record. Uh, this year, his he, his goal is to do over $700,000 worth of business as a window cleaning district manager while in full-time school at one of the most uh, competitive, challenging, all-encompassing business schools, uh, IV down at Western University uh, in London, Ontario. So really, really amazing. Uh, we, we, we dig into a lot of things. One of the things that I think we really dig into is, is um, uh, he made a huge commitment last year to make a difference, um, you know, and struggled with the whole idea of making profit um, as, as, as a young person. And well, you know, why should I make so much money? And how's that, how's that work? And so one of the things he did is he made a commitment to go and raise money for MS. So he enrolled his team, he enrolled, um, uh, you know, he, he, he motivated himself to go out and raise over $2,300 uh, while running a really successful business. And, and he won our MS award. And so did not have a co- focused commitment to MS. It was really about his personal development, about enrolling his team in something greater than, than, than himself. So I know you're going to love the podcast um, and, uh, you know, really, really amazing young leader, uh, Kyle. And so if you know of any amazing young leaders or who want to develop and, and have the type of impact that Kyle wants to have in the future, please send them my way. You could, have, uh, you could send them to chris at leaderspodcast.ca. So send me an email to chris at leaderspodcast.ca. They could go to studentworks.com slash apply. Or you could send them, send, them, send them a link to our podcast so that they could listen and see for themselves whether this is something they really want to do uh, to push forward on their goals um, of, of really you know, being all that can be in this world. And we need more leaders uh, and better leaders than ever before facing the challenges that we're facing right now. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you tuning into our podcast.
So Kyle, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow. So so great to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. Fantastic. So so um so Kyle, tell me what you were like before our program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, first things first, like I was ridiculously <laughs> unaccountable. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think that that might have been the biggest uh, the biggest shift is like you know ultimately you know my word just wasn't really worth that much. Yeah. So I'd I'd set deadlines for you know for example homework and uh, you know for high school projects and things like that and just you know wouldn't hit them or I'd you know leave them to the last minute and then rush it little little things like that or you know a friend says like you know I, I commit to you know talking to a friend on a certain night and then ultimately I just you know go back on it. Um, yeah. And you know I kind of had this this mindset I think um, you know that things just happen to me and that I had okay. control over any of it. Um, and, uh, you know, didn't really, again, didn't really take any accountability for anything. Um, and, uh, you know, as with a lot of people, I think at that age, I sort of had an idea of, of, of what I wanted to do, but I didn't really know why or, or how to do that. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's great. And thanks for being so authentic. <laughs> um, and certainly something that we do a lot here, right, is, is coach people on, on their word and their accountability. And again, not not making them feel badly, but just going, Hey, how's that going to work in my life? Right. If I, if I nod on my word and just so everyone knows, Kyle was here early, uh, for the podcast. So was I. (laughs) So, so that's awesome, Kyle. So, so what was your biggest frustration as a teenager before you got started in business? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, for sure, like when when working, there was uh, you know there's a little bit of me because you know I, I always think I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. Um, but you know it, when working, like you know bosses would tell me what to do, and um, and you know I never really had the opportunity to find my own way. Was it that was a that was a big thing because ultimately like you know I'm I'm not very good with <laughs> with following rules and and I, you know I ultimately like I like sort of you know innovating and like, you know, always trying to find a better way. And and I think a lot of the times I was just, you know, like, this is the way things are done. And like, you know, this is how we're going to keep doing it, you know, and, uh, you know, this is what we're going to do. Um, and I think another, another big thing for sure was that, and this, this mainly has to do with me, but I mean, I, you know, was a very argumentative uh, teenager and, uh, Mm -hmm. I had this idea about, uh, about the right way that things should be done. Yes. Um, and I, you know, that part of the, uh, you know, person or part of the, the part of me that wanted to be a lawyer, um, sort of felt like it was my role to convince everyone of that. <laughs> way. Um, and you know, the, the older I get and the more that I like, you know, talk to people and, and, you know, do business ventures. I just, I just realized that like, you know, there isn't really one right way and also right. it doesn't matter whether or not someone agrees with me or right. agrees with me. Right. You know, their point's still valid and it's not really my job to convince <laughs> of mine. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And on the other hand, it's a recognition as well that we all swim in the world of right and wrong, don't we? Right. Like, so it's like the more we become aware of that, the more we can see ourselves again, trying to make someone right or or, sorry, trying to make us right, trying to make someone wrong, trying to convince someone instead of just going, okay, I got it. You know, and you know what needs to be done here. Right. Mm -hmm. So you know, obviously we're having you on this podcast because you're a top performer in the student works management program and, 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 you know, trying to give people a look into what that looks like. So what are top performers doing differently in Mm -hmm. your mind? Yeah, I think, uh, definitely like three, three big things, like one, and I kind of already touched on this, but accountability is a big thing. Um, you know, when you take accountability for something, 
um, you really take control over what, uh, you know, over control over how that happens in the future and whether or not that it's something that's going to keep happening in the future. And you may even, you know, may even get to a point where like you feel like, you know, you had a, a minor role in something happening and that's, that's okay. You still need to take accountability for that. Uh, right. Because there's always something that you can do um, to, you know, at least mitigate the impact of, of something that happened, right? There's never a situation where you just were absolutely not in control. Um, and the, the second thing is really like uh, habits. Um, you know, I, th- I think really maybe the biggest distinguishing factor between um, successful people and non-successful people is just the habits um, that, they, that they do on a daily basis, whether that's, you know, waking up in the morning and making their bed. Um, you know, and just starting the day off to a, you know, a good thing or, or whether it's a habit of theirs to, to be on time is because really like it, it's the easiest thing in the world to, to be on time. Um, yes. it's kind of a, a habit. And if you don't have that habit, then you'll consistently be late. And if you do, yes. you know, you'll consistently usually be early. And, and if, if you're not early, then you'll be on time. Um, and, uh, the third thing is definitely, I think, stress tolerance. Um, you know, I, I think the, the more and more, uh, you know, more and more you take on and the more and more successful you get, um, the more of a tolerance you have for stress, right? Like, right. you know, things will go wrong in uh, most people's lives, I think. And, and, you know, it'll just completely like lead to, you know, quitting really and, and just, you know, letting everything go. And, and I think really the top performers are the ones who, when those things go wrong, um, they either just let it bounce off them or they take it actually as fuel to like, you know, keep going and keep fighting harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and certainly one of the things, you know, on your last point, Kyle, is, is that a lot of people don't understand, but again, uh, our most successful people in our communities are people who have had the most challenges who literally have, you know, had the most failures, had the most missteps. And so, you know, there, it, it just looks easy. People's worlds, you know, to us, it's like, oh, that looks easy. Jeff Bezos. It just looks easy. You know, like a lot of times people think it must be easy being being that or easier than my life. Right. When no, you know, you get in close and and wow, look at all the problems that person has overcome to to achieve that or, you know, a top performing operator, you know, uh, so. So how do you see things differently now after your second year's um, after your first and second year's experience of, of, of running a business with us? Yeah, um, for sure. Like, I mean, I, I see uh, no problem as, as not being able to be fixed. Um, you know, so, so before, before doing this, I would, you know, see something as, you know, I didn't see the problem. Uh, right. And, and that was, that was it. There's this problem. And, you know, I, I have no idea what to do with it. You know, I'd ask my okay. friend, like, what do you, what, what should I do? Right. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, oftentimes I wouldn't think that there is a solution. Um, whereas now it's more like, you know, if, if you don't see a solution, you just haven't found it yet. Right. Um, right. So, um, so yeah, like, you know, when, when I was running, uh, and, and, you know, it's kind of come full circle at this point. I mean, I had employees last year who, you know, there'd be issues on the, uh, on the job site, like things wouldn't go as they expected, or they didn't know how to do something. And they call me and it's like, you know, how do we reach this window? Right. Mm-hmm. I look at it and, you know, I think really just looking at it, it's just a matter of like actually thinking about a way to solve the problem. Like it seemed pretty simple to me and, you know, ultimately right. asking them, they found a way to, to do it. And I think it's just like that habit of just, um, you know, there always is a solution as long as you think of it and don't just immediately see the problem, you see the potential for the, for the solution. Um, and I think, uh, I think definitely like, like everything is under your control as long as you sort of see it that way. And you kind of need to make that shift in mindset. Um, right. 
right? You need to accept that everything is under your control before it will start to be under your control. Um, and yeah, I think, I think really just that, that big shift there in, in control and, and also like, you know, always seeing the, uh, you know, the, uh, solution instead of the problem. Yeah. So you're saying a lot of times your team would call you, they say, I can't do something. And you would say, well, here, let's look at this together. And they would actually find the solution. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's just that yeah. bit of, of problem solving, really. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that great? So it's not even you go and solve the, solve it. You just, you know, okay, great. Let's take another look and they would find it. So it's, it really is interesting because, because, and, and uh, you know, that we'll get stuck now, by the way, as well, I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. I think a lot of times we'll see that happening, right. You know, you know, and when we get stuck as leaders too, sometimes we'll go to other people, we'll go to other coaches, we'll go to people separate. And a lot of times they're literally just going to ask you questions and you'll solve the problem yourself. Right. But we, but we do get, you know, um, into the obstacle rather than, you know, solution, you know, finding a solution. So, mm-hmm. um, so could you have seen yourself here 18 months ago, you know, on, you know, about, about to run a, I don't know, I, I'm not sure, you know, $800,000 business, uh, you know, with a whole group of amazing, amazing operators. Uh, could you have seen yourself doing this and having just broken the all time, all time window cleaning record? Yeah. So I, I think put like put really easily. No, um, I was always, uh, you know, always ambitious, but, uh, you know, I think it was never really in my mind to make things for myself. Um, and so, um, so, so yeah, like I, you know, just sort of, uh, uh, you know, I, I'd always uh, planned on doing something great, but I was just kind of waiting for it to, to, uh, to happen to me and as much as I've always felt like a, you know, felt like an entrepreneur. I never really, uh, you know, saw it as, as being like, saw myself as being an entrepreneur. Um, you know, I, I felt the innovation, but it was never really like, you know, entrepreneurship is, is where I'm going to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally get that. And so, so Kyle, what made you want to start coaching young entrepreneurs? Cause obviously that's your role now as a district manager and you're just underway, I guess, just for everyone to date this. I'm not sure when this, 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 uh, uh, this is going to play, but, but this is, you know, January, uh, 20. 4th, um, uh, 2020. So just, just underway, getting, getting your team started. So what wanted you to make that move? Yeah. Um, I think I found my passion last year. Um, you know, really just developing people. Um, so, I mean, my, my first year was really running a business, uh, you know, really within, within the basics and learning like the basics of how to run a startup business. And mm-hmm. it, it just kind of felt like I was, uh, I was hanging onto a rope and you know, struggling not to let go. Um, and then my second year, I, you know, somewhat knew what I was doing. Um, and at that point I, you know, I felt like I could sort of take a step back and, you know, focus on things that were more important to me. And, and what I realized was that when I genuinely uh, put my employees first and I cared about them, you know, at at a genuine level, um, the rest of the business just kind of fell into place. So, um, so last year, actually like right off the bat, I, I, you know, thinking about how I was going to structure my business last year. Um, you know, I, I ultimately thought about it and, and my employees, you know, were coming first. And, and I think like, really like, uh, as we get into, uh, you know, or, or the age, I guess that we've been sitting in the last little bit, it's been a, you know, age of really prioritizing shareholders and, right. and you know, like, well, you'll, uh, you know, you'll, you'll fire like so, so many people and lay them off just to meet like arbitrary short-term goals and short-term right. projects. Um, and, and really, I think when you put employees first, the numbers just kind of, you know, come in the long run, right? As long as you're 
caring about them at a genuine level. And I think that was really what I found last year. And I think this year as a DM, it's just sort of about taking that to the next level. Um, really like, in, in you know, it's kind of the same thing this year. Like my operators are, are definitely first, like, right. You know, uh, this year is, is a hundred percent about, about them and making sure that they're getting everything out of this experience. And, right. uh, I'm super excited to, to see how they, uh, how they do. Maybe, maybe by the time this, this, this airs, they'll have already, you know, been done. Their business, but. <laughs> yeah, well, no, well, I, it shouldn't be that long, but, uh, I, I, I like to work a few months ahead of time, uh, just, just so that, um, you know, if there are things, uh, you know, needed, you know, and I'm busy doing stuff in the business that I, that I've got a bunch of podcasts that I don't have to worry about, uh, uh, running some podcasts quickly. So, so, uh, so we can be really thoughtful in the, in the work here at the leaders of tomorrow. Um, and, and it really is great as well. The, the, the structure of a district manager is really all you need to worry about is just my team. And, and the structure is the more successful they are, the more successful you'll be. So it really is a great, great, great structure. And, and, um, you know, so I just, I just love that, that you're seeing that. Hey leaders, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Since we started this podcast, every person you've heard from has been one of the incredible alumni of the student works management program in large part. That's how I got to meet these amazing people and participate in their development. Starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Now back to the episode. And so I know another really great thing that you did last year is you won our MS award for exceptional commitment to raising money for MS. We've raised as an organization over $1.6 million in the last 17 or 18 years. And, um, you know, you basically made an above what, what the normal exceptional commitment our operators make. So why don't you tell our, our leaders listening what, what, what you did and then, and then what motivated you to do that, Kyle? Yeah, for sure. I'll start, I'll start with sort of the motivation behind that. I mean, there's sure. a few reasons. Um, one was that I, I had... Uh, I definitely had money issues like to, to me, like, um, uh, and what I'm, what I mean by that is I was talking with my DM and, and I had this issue around like making money was bad. Ah. Right. And, and, uh, you know, obviously like if I, if you don't care about running a profitable business, then you're not, um, you're kind of missing out on the experience of learning how to do it. Right. Um, and so one of the shifts that we made was, was ultimately like, you know, why are we making money? Right. So, uh, so one of the big things was like, okay, like I want to, uh, you know, run a profitable business so that at the end of the year I can, you know, donate X amount, you know, to, to MS and, yeah. and, uh, that definitely shifted that. And then I, I think as well, like, um, I mean, you know, when I was younger, I, I remember, you know, UNICEF came to our, came to our school and, and they started talking about, um, you know, some people, I think it was in Rwanda or, or something like that. And, you know, the, the kids there and, and really what they had. And I think one of the things that I, that I realized was just how fortunate we are and how un, like how, or how uh, so many people in the world just don't have that level of 
you know, of, of opportunity that, that we do. And, and, yeah. uh, and, you know, I, I really think like, I mean, that's definitely carried through and, and, uh, the more and more, I feel like every new step is, you know, another opportunity, whether it's student works or, you know, whether, whatever, whatever it is. And I just like more and more, I realize like, okay, like, you know, this isn't uh, something that everyone is having an opportunity to do. And, and mm-hmm. I think it's definitely our responsibility to, um, you know, the more and more we get those opportunities to start giving back um, to them. I mean, you know, if you, if you look at like some of the most successful people today, like, you know, Bill, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Warren Buffett, they donate such a massive portion of their wealth. I know Bill Gates is like, you know, single-handedly is sort of clearing, uh, you know, getting rid of malaria in, in Africa yeah. now. Um, and I think they're really just, you know, exemplifying that. Um, the, the more opportunities you really get, the more you sort of have a responsibility and a duty to just, you know, give back. Um, in terms of like how it was done, I mean, my team was amazing. They were such a big part of it. Um, I think at the beginning, just really enrolling them in the idea, um, you know, and it wasn't hard. They were, you know, very, very leaning towards it because they're great people. Um, yeah. Just talking to them and, you know, talking about how, you know, or ask them how awesome it would be if, you know, this summer they had a lot of fun, you know, made a ton of money and also were able to give back to the community. Um, and, and they really, you know, took it in, took it in stride and did such an amazing job throughout the year. And, you know, I think it made such a, uh, I, hope, I hope it made it such a profound impact anyway. Yeah, no, I think, and again, it's, 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 you know, a lot of times people lose out too, and they go, um, you know, wow. I like, so overall, just, just for our leaders, it, it, how much did you contribute, um, you know, with your business plus your other fundraising, raising, uh, things? Um, I think donations collected were just under 1300. Um, and then the donations off jobs would have been about another grand. And then there was the MS car wash as well. So I guess excluding the MS car wash, it would have been about 2,300, something like that. $2,300. So a lot of times people like look at something like that. And, and first of all, how I think how anyone should look at that is a, you know, um, you know, a, a small, organization like uh, your window cleaning business generating twenty eight twenty three hundred dollars is unbelievable like to me but sometimes people can oh no the problem's so big I can't get started the problem's so big you know how can it make a difference well no the reality is is that that's actually how stuff gets done in our world all sorts of really well-meaning people trying to make a difference right in in their area that they're trying to make a difference yes we take on MS here there are all sorts of things that we need to take on as humans, right? Like there's a lot, there's a lot of things that we need to do, but we're taking on MS. And, and so I, and I, I take it upon myself that I know there's other really amazing humans out there trying to take on other things, just like Bill Gates and a shout out to listen to the Netflix special uh, of Bill Gates, um, you know, for any of our leaders, it's amazing what he's up to. So, um, but, um, so one of the other things that you're doing is you're also in one of the most challenging and selective business programs in the country at Ivy, uh, at Western. And, and, you know, so, so again, you know, obviously you had to get amazing marks through your first two years of school. Uh, so maybe you can speak to that. And then now, gosh, you're, you're, you're running, you know, you're leading this huge team of people. You've got 48-hour reports at Ivy. It's, it's a, you know, 24-7 experience. How are you making it all work? And how did you make it all work? Yeah, I mean, uh, first things first, I think it would be focus. Um, you know, I, I think people oftentimes make a mistake of trying to uh, multitask, and it doesn't really work very well. So, for example, like when I study, and I actually got this practice from one of the profs 
um, that I've had at, at school. But uh, when I study, for example, I do power blocks. So I'll mm. shut my phone off on, on airplane mode and, and uh, set a timer for 90 minutes and then just study. And, and really, like, it's amazing how much work you can actually get done. Um, right. Whereas, you know, doing that, whereas before, you know, I would be going to the library all day and like, you know, I'd study for like half an hour and then go on my phone for like, you know, half an hour. And right. I'd end up spending the entire day at the library and just really getting what I could have done in like two, three hours. Um, right. And, uh, and I think as well, just like surrounding yourself with the right people. I mean, the, the people I, you know, I think, uh, that I'm fortunate enough to have in my life are just amazing people. And, and I think they, you know, definitely push me and definitely help me and, you know, and, and are, are great, great influences on me. And, and, um, whether that's, you know, people that I surround myself with for business, um, yeah. mainly in the, in the student works program or whether those are people at school. Um, yeah. I think it's just, you know, again, really, so I guess surrounding yourself with amazing people to really push you and, and really help just, you know, form those good habits. <laughs> I think. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. And obviously, obviously, you know, I, um, you know, the student works management program has all sorts of people who are really up to things and really, you know, committed and focused. And that's exactly what people are at Ivy, right? So it's, it's, it's like, they're a similar group of people who are really committed and focused. So it's like spending time with them. And, and I'm sure they're, uh, motivated and engaged by what you're up to. Hey, wow. Like that's really, you're doing what? Okay. You know, so, so, and I know a lot of times there's some negotiation in terms of doing, doing reports, you're working with them, but then you have to reach out and, you know, help your guys or work with, work with a client and come back. So, so you need to enroll your team um, or your group in the fact that, Hey, I maybe need to step out. Right. And it's really amazing so, actually how, how similar the two programs are. Like it's, yeah. I mean, I, I've been a, Part of student works now for for three years and i guess i'd be for for one and, and i just remember going into it i mean all the different changes from like uh you know from my past program to this program it, it just felt very similar to when i was entering student works for the first time um yeah the, you know atmosphere of people is very similar their practices and values are very similar and uh, they're, they're two very similar programs for sure yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and so um anything you'd like to share with the leaders on this podcast yeah. Um, so I think first and foremost, like almost everything is always an issue of mindset. Um, you know, whatever you, um, whatever you believe to be true will be true. Um, and I, I think like that's been one of my biggest shifts, um, in the last few years, uh, is just sort of accepting that, like, it's amazing how much if you, you know, believe a certain outcome will come that that outcome will come. Yes. Right. It's sort of, uh, you kind of choose the uh, opportunities that, that come to you and the results that come to you. Um, and I think, uh, second, find your, uh, find your why. So, you know, try, you know, find your purpose and what you're, and I know it sounds kind of hard, but you know, ultimately always thinking about like why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and everything else kind of comes from that, right. Focus on the end. Um, right. don't get lost in the weeds. Um, right. right. What, what you're going to have to do to, to get there. Um, matters but you know if, if you're clear on the on the end goal and you're clear on where you're heading uh right. you'll you, you know you'll you'll figure it out and and uh i, I remember sort of just to sort of illustrate this i, I my Please. first year my first year operating um my mom at the end of the year she took me on this trip to the you know, greek islands beautiful place um we we're on this island called santorini um and uh and she wanted to go on this hike to this town called oya um, which is, you know, the most beautiful sunsets you've ever seen. And, and there was this like beaten or, or paved path, um, along the, 
uh, along the cove there, which everyone would always take to, to walk this path. And I remember at one point along that walk, we sort of, uh, you know, deviated um, from it and we kind of got lost in a sense, in the sense that we were on that path. And on the path. Um, and we found our, our way to this kind of like you know, wilderness. And I remember my mom was like stressing out and, and freaking out because, you know, she didn't, uh, she knew we were off the path. And so to her, it was like, you know, we're, if we're not on the path, then I don't, right. like, I don't know where we're going. And I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm looking to the distance and I, I can see the town clear as day, like it's right there. Right. And then, you know, she's sitting beside me freaking out and, and I'm, I'm saying like, Hey, like it's, it's right there. We can see it. Just keep walking in that direction. <laughs> right. Right. We're going to get there. Um, and ultimately we kept walking and, and I don't think we ever really got back to the path, but we did get right. to the, um, to the town eventually. Um, and, and so, yeah, like, I think just always keeping that end point in mind is as long as you can see like where you're going, it doesn't really matter how you get there. Um, right. And don't let it stress you out. You're just, you know, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get there. Um, and I think really the third thing, probably the most important thing is focus on the people. Um, and again, this ties back to like, you know, again, in, in our age, it's like, you know, if you don't, if you're not meeting your short-term like quarterly goals, you'll, uh, a lot of businesses will just lay off tons of people to do that. Right. And it, you know, it destroys the loyalty in the, in the business, right? The moment that a higher paying job comes along, that person, like employees are going to take it because the business is doing the same. Right. So, right. Um, so staying, you know, staying firm to the, the people in your, in your business, putting them first ultimately comes through to everything. If you have good employees, you'll, your shareholders will be happy and you know, your clients will be happy and it all kind of starts with the people in your business and, Focusing on them is really the best way to, uh, you know, to to accomplish all those goals. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome, Colin. One of the things that that uh, you know, just going back to that second story is is that I know for a lot of our leaders, it's difficult to say, well, what's my long term goal? I don't know, Kyle. I don't know what I want to be. Right? I don't know what I want to do. Right? And and so so even if it's just direction, it's like, well, no, hey, I. I do get, you know, I don't know, maybe entrepreneurial lawyer, but I want to make a difference in the world. I want to have a big life, you know? So even that is a, is a direction, is a focus, is a, you know, and like you said, you may get like, like you and your mom get off the path a little bit and stuck and stressed, but it's like, here, it's out that way. Don't know exactly where you're supposed to stand. Don't exactly know where the path is, but, but I'm going that way. And, and, and it really does um, make things clearer. You know, and, 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 cause I think for a lot of people, they look at, you know, someone decades into their career and they say, oh, that's clear. Look what they did. And that's obvious. Well, it was never obvious. It's never obvious. Just kind of occurs, right? And people then make this choice or then that choice and then this choice, right? So, but, but I think successful people do move in a direction, right? Like as, as you were pointing out. So that's awesome. Um, and so final question, Kyle. So when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind? Mm -hmm. Uh, clear sense of purpose, uh, definitely beyond yourself. Um, so again, like a sort of a, a why that's, that's about other people and, and not yourself for sure. Uh, right. I mean, we're heading into some of the most controversial times, I think, um, you know, so many, so many amazing trends in technology, you know, and benevolence and, and, and the world is just really becoming uh, an amazing place in so many, in so many ways. And at the same time, there's, there's so many negative trends like yes. pollution and, and really divisiveness. And, you know, as I'm sure you can see what's going on in the U S right now, just a very divided, Absolutely. divided country in a divided world. And I think the leaders of industry are really going to drive that, um, and, and drive this hopefully in a, in a good place. Um, so again, we're, you know, we're hitting this, 
age of just billionaire philanthropists who donate the vast majority of their wealth to fixing the world's issues. Um, and I think, again, it's, it's not really limited to them. Um, so helping the world really gives you a sense of, of why, right? And something to strive towards and, uh, you know, purpose to, uh, you know, the people are going to rally around. And that's really like, that's influence. Um, mm-hmm. And that's influence for, for a good reason, I think. Um, right. And it can be, you know, really as simple as, as I believe in developing the leaders of tomorrow. Um, which, which by the way, was my own reason for, for putting my employees first last year and, and my own reason for taking on the role that I'm, that I'm currently, um, developing. So just, you know, ultimately developing people and, and growth is, you know, that's a purpose that, that I think ra- people can rally around and, and, uh, and, and finding that why beyond yourself, I think is, is definitely just paramount to, uh, you know, to, uh, ultimately being a, a leader of tomorrow, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And, and it's, and it's just, um, you know, one thing that really is clear for me in my life is, um, I will do way more for others than I'll do for myself. Right. And it's and it's a way, way better life waking up and going, hey, what can I do? How can I serve people? How can I make a difference for people? Then going, oh, what's in it for me all the time? WIFM radio all the time, you know, and and it's uh, it's it's just a way more powerful way to live. And, and again, I think I think I think the leaders of tomorrow more and more of them are living in that side dialed there. Of course, they're also, you know, because one of the things we coach, as you know, in our program is, hey, you know, we also have to run a profitable business and we have to also have to look out for our look out for ourselves because otherwise we can't fund fund our opportunities. Right. If we didn't run this very successful business, we couldn't have raised all that money for for MS. Right. On the other hand, I guess we could have had we wanted to put all that money in our own pockets. But we instead we chose to do something differently. But again, it comes from a um, from both of those spaces, having success and then also looking out at others. So. Um, so Kyle, thank you so much for joining us on the leaders of tomorrow podcast, continued success and uh, great job today on our, on our pod. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Chris. It was, uh, it's definitely an experience. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.